Welcome to Titty Talk. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome. I have a very special guest with me today. But first of all, I just want to say thank you to Silverback for supporting me and my podcast, Titty Talk, um, because it's opening up more gates for me to, you know, bring on some amazing people. Today, one of those amazing people is somebody that I met when I was over at OSG in America, and we just became instant friends. Besties. And his name is Anders Aslak. Besties. Thank you so much, Nicola, for having me. I've been, no joke, looking so much forward to do this. Ever since, you know, me and the guys had this tiny talk with you at OSG, I was like, you know, I really want to get my own episode with you where we can actually, you know, get to get the people to know me and get to know you and, you know, talk a bit about, you know, what and what not is going on in Strongman Denmark, for example. Yes, amazing. So first of all, tell us about your success in Strongman for people that don't know you. You are three times? Two times. Two times, sorry, two times. Yeah. Denmark's strongest man. Yes, Woo. and hopefully I'll get the third time this year, you know, defending oh, well, my title. that's why I said third, because I think you'll get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, not to be a big hit or anything, but I'm hoping and I think I'll get it too. Yeah. Manifest that shit. Manifest yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> Ever since we went to OSC, I've literally done so much to improve my whole strongman, you know, life and experience. I literally moved from one city to another just to be able to train strongman more properly each and every day. So, <clears throat> sorry, I think that's one of the greatest or the most important reasons that I am successful in Denmark with strongman, that I do whatever it takes to actually, you know, be good at strongman and can, how should I say it? as you said, manifest strongman lifestyle because it's not the best way to drive an hour each time you have to train and, you know, it takes times away from the eating and times away from prep and times away from focus. So I literally moved to a city where there's a strongman gym, brought all my strongman equipment, made a good deal. Quick shout out to Power Fitness Venbo for letting me be there. Yeah. And so right now I'm literally eating, living and breathing strongman every day. Woo! I love yep. that. I love that. It's and so good. I know it's so, it is, and and just shows your commitment. You know, moving and everything. You can tell that this means a lot to you, which we'll we'll get into a bit more yeah. as the podcast goes on. But I want to speak a bit about how we met at OSG and yes. the family that we, the random family that we created. Because I'm sure that I All will have our, our other family members on very For soon. Sure. So. I we came over. I came over to OSG, and yeah. there was just a group of us. So there was me. It was so there was good. You, there was Lauren. There was um, Eddie Williams. Eddie Williams, of course. Evans Nana too. Our Prince from Ghana, Evans Nana. Yes. yes. And um, Andre and Romark and Andre just... Romark and Jake. Everyone. It just. It was so funny because when I got there, literally the only one I knew personally was was Evans. And we all know how Evans is. He can be, you know, <laughs> everywhere sometimes. So Evans knows everyone. And if you hang out with Evans, you will literally get to know everyone. Yeah. So that's that's how I got hooked up with you and Andre and Eddie and everyone. <laughs> and it was so amazing because I traveled there alone. So I didn't really have any expectations about, you know, being that social again. Because traveling alone for a small country, being the only one representing Denmark, I was like, okay, I might talk a bit to the Sweden, the Swedish strongman because I know them from you know being around yeah. Denmark, 
And then when we got there, it was just like a big family reunion with people you didn't even know. <laughs> like, it was so perfect. It was like, so good. It, it, it was so random because we were all, not yeah. one of us were from the same place. Not one of us had ever met. Well, we'd met, I'd met Evans before. I'd yeah. met Andre before. But like briefly, like we'd yes. met each other. Maybe if you'd met anyone, it was very brief. And it was like, oh, I, I know that person. Like we didn't exactly. actually know each other. And then it just happened. And then we were yeah. like a family the whole weekend. It was amazing. It was so good. It was literally amazing. Just, we just have this kind of agreement that every day we need to go and eat it t together. And like, <laughs> okay, so you guys are going eating. Okay, me too. Let's just get ready. And we just waited for each other from competition to in competition. It was just amazing. Literally, it was so fun to have this kind of experience with people that you didn't even know. And yeah. now, like, we text almost every day in the group chat that we have because we have I gotten so, so connected because it, it is just a strongman family with all the members now. I love it. And I can't wait for our reunion. We definitely have to go. I'm feeling like we should all just go to Australia and see Eddie. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I would be so keen to going to Australia. That would be freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. imagine. That would be so good. But, would, yeah, it was such an amazing weekend and like the yeah. talent there was just unreal and crazy yeah i think yeah. what made it though was definitely just and then we had gabe as well we can't forget yeah. gabe oh, oh my god oh yeah yeah for, oh, oh my, my god, gosh yeah. we can't forget gabe was, oh. he came in a little bit later yeah yeah so sorry that's gabe. Why, yeah. gabe we're exactly. not forgetting about you uh, no, yeah. but yeah we had gabe as well and it was just yeah. like oh it was just the best weekend it ever was. i was like look at this this is amazing yeah, I swear to God, even though for me personally, it was kind of underwhelming on my performance, which is also why I've done the work to become, you know, a better strongman. But besides that, it was literally the best experience I've ever had with strongman. Because as you yeah. said, we met, we met up with new people, got get to, you know, get new connections all around the world. We had fun, strongman, good eating, all that kind of stuff. It was just amazing. It was and, so good. And, and for me personally, it was also a pretty big deal meeting up with guys like Gabe because, again, we've seen them on TV. Him and Eddie and all those big guys, we've seen them on TV. And now you're just friends with them and hang out and, you know, we ride personally. And for me also being a young strongman, being 27, still new in the game, it was just so nice to get advice from the more, you know, uh, experienced guys about, okay, yeah. you should do this and you should do this. And all these small tips is something that I've taken personally with me into my you know ex uh, my uh, journey in strongman yeah. to become better so the whole experience as ost was way better than expected it was literally so awesome it was so good and like the thing i want to touch on the most i keep swinging and forgetting that we're recording this on camera but that's just me <laughs> but the, the the main thing i kind of wanted to go like into detail with you obviously like we said we had an amazing time at OSG mm. and we like socialized a lot and it was great yeah. we had our little family but you actually sometimes struggle with socializing is that yeah. right I did yeah and, for sure. yeah, and you, this was quite a big deal for you because you actually ha are artistic Yes, and that is 100% one of the one of the big reasons that I also didn't expect anything because most of the times I tend to keep to myself because, as you just mentioned, I deal with ADHD and it's on the lighter spectrum of autism. So my social filter is getting used up so quick. And especially in new places and with America being as big as it is, 
I was spending all my focus on, you know, getting to the competition field, making sure I had an Uber, making sure I had all my stuff there. But luckily, because we clicked so well, all of these people, I just fitted right in. So, you know, I didn't have to change anything in my persona to mm-hmm. to fit in. And and because you guys were so nice to also, you know, take the take the wheel, so to, so to speak, it just makes it make make it way more easier for me to just go with the flow and and be there in in terms of being as social as I could be, without really you know jeopardizing my social me uh, social uh, battery for the competition the next days. Yeah. So so and usually that's a huge problem because when I was in Spain like two months prior to uh, OSG. I was fried. Literally, the day we got there, I was about to go home because my social energy and, you know, again, being on the spectrum, it can be pretty hard sometimes to express yourself and be like, okay, I need this to to be better at, you know, or to relax or whatever it must be. So the guy I was traveling with from Denmark was literally like my caretaker the whole weekend because I was so fed up with everything that I almost didn't compete it. So, so that was pretty hard. But luckily, I didn't experience anything of that at OSG because everything just felt so natural and I was happy the whole time and everything was just clicking and and yeah so it was it was really good it was really nice so on the lead up to like OSG you know with yeah. with you struggling like because we spoke quite a bit about this and how you know yeah. you do struggle going into social situations and you get a bit worried about maybe what other people are thinking because of like we as we found out you say things you just say things that are so random and sometimes people don't obviously get that were Mm. you nervous leading up to osg about maybe just being alone the whole weekend or for sure 100 percent. like again going in there i had no expectations about you know connecting with everyone because again it's like a hit or miss whether you like me or not and again with everything i know there are people who love me for who i am and i know there's people who dislike me for who i am so going in there with so many athletes and promoters and everything, I almost kind of like expect nothing because then I can be disappointed of nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just had the mindset like, okay, if I connect with someone, it's nice. If I don't, it's also nice. Then I'll just yeah. do my thing, compete and go back home. Um, yeah. But luckily I've been to OSG both times and I, Swear to God, both of the of these times has been one of the best social experiences I've ever had. Because the first year, I met uh, with George Pearson and Mark Felix. Not to, uh, uh, I met with those guys, and they literally just took me under their wing. They were like, "Hey, man, if you need anything, you can just hang out with us. We can see you are having a hard time being here alone and finding out everything about America." And George, being an American, he just was so nice and. He literally just picked me up in his big ass SUV with, with him and his wife, <laughs> and, and we just drove around, around. And we went to SeaWorld and we went to Titanic Hotel and everything. So, Amazing. so that was really nice. So I, I tried to canalize that experience into last year's OSG, mm-hmm. and and therefore I'll be like, okay, if it happens, it happens. But I'm yeah. also not gonna be disappointed if I don't because I know people are there for a lot of reasons and most most of it being competing and trying to win the titles yeah. of course yeah apart from me <laughs> yeah of course yeah exactly and then you know then we connect and then we found out okay we are crazy and we have fun and you know like being everywhere and a thing i also enjoyed really much this year was again meeting up with uh before you and me met uh, in the group yeah 
Eddie and Lauren uh, doing so much social media work, and it just they try to uh, collaborate with everyone and like get yeah. unknown strongmen and strong women into yeah. the social media thing and into the social media world. Yeah. So so even the first day, I had a lot of people reaching out to me like, "Hey, good job, good luck at the competition and stuff," and that really boosted my confidence. Not not saying I have a low self esteem, but it's just so nice to have you know unknown people root for you from all around the world. Yeah. Hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So so that was really nice. And also, as you mentioned in the beginning, like I was kind of nervous because usually when I'm in Denmark and Europe and stuff, I do like the wall paint and face paint and stuff. Yeah. And I'm so confident in doing it at home, but I was so nervous about what people would say in America because, again, I only know a couple of other athletes that do it, and I didn't really think that I was ready to take that leap because, again, I think it put on kind of pressure because you stand out more in the athlete field yeah so so when i didn't put on my face paint for the first day i got my dms got you know bombarded with hey why are you not wearing your face paint and you should do the face paint and again you come here as the viking warrior and stuff so you gotta do the face paint because that's what we know you for and and again that really boosted my confidence about being you know a shy guy so to speak on the spectrum because i was like okay if these people really you know, support the things that I do so much. I also kind of like need to give them the show that they expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so on the second day it was way better. Of course, again, the competition went as it did, but putting my face paint on and stuff, it just made me like go on a whole other level of confidence because again, now I was doing what I usually do and I went out there and I had fun and I had the wall paint going on, screaming and yelling and representing Denmark. So it kind of made me forget that I traveled there alone and having the pressure on being the only athlete from my country and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I so. think that's um, I think that's a really good point for people to take from that story is that, you know, you, you went there and didn't do what you usually did because of the fear yeah. of what people would think of you by 100%. doing what you want. However... It was the total opposite where yes. people were like, oh, no, he's not done it. So yeah. at the end of the day, you really shouldn't take into consideration what others are thinking because you never know what they're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, they actually wanted to see that from you. For sure, they did. And now you will know that, learning that in the future, that this like there's people that want to see this that are inspired by this, so I'm just going yes. to do it. But it just shows, guys, like, if you are worried about what somebody else is thinking. You don't actually know what they're thinking. Exactly. Like, you are making that up in your head, so it's really what you think yeah. and not what others think. And that's something that I have come to terms with this year that there's sometimes I don't really worry about what other people think, but I I predict maybe what's going to be said or what yes. might be happening. And I'm like, and it yeah. never turns out how I make it up in my head. And I'm like, never. why do you put yourself under that stress Yes. For no reason. You don't even know what they're thinking. Exactly. And so, I made I made, made so many friends backstage by the other athletes, you know, the open guys and all the weight class athletes. And again, some of them were even asking me, like, hey, are you going to do the face paint and wall paint? Even though I didn't know them prior to this. So I was like, you know what? I should just mention, I should just stop caring about what people are thinking because... Either, even if I did the things that they were expecting, they would probably still find something out to, you know, call out and stuff. So, exactly. So when I'm going to the Arnold's next month, I'm just going to rock the wall paint from day one and just have fun with it and go out there and do what I do. 
Also because I, I know that will bring me to a whole nother level of confidence, thinking that I'm happy with what I'm doing and not making other people happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. Exactly. And there's always going to be somebody that has something negative to say or sure. they think something negative. There's always going to be that, right? And that, yeah, that sure. doesn't matter. But I would rather do something that inspires one person. If that yeah. means 10 people are being negative about me, but I've helped one person, then I'm okay with that. For sure. hundred percent. They're entitled to their opinion. If they think, you know, if people think that your war paints too much, that's okay. That's your opinion. But I exactly. like it. Yeah. And so do these other people that are messaging me. So I'm good with that. hundred percent. And that's really one of the things that I, you know, put weight on after OSG. Also because, again, having like a strongman family in you guys, we all are different athletes. We all are different personalities, have different standpoints and all that kind of stuff. But even though we do all these different things, we just like still accepted each other and was like, okay, we might be, you know, not agreeing with what each other is thinking and opinions, but we still accept each other for what we are doing and all the hard work we are putting into it. And at the end of the day, it's all about what you put into it to become, to go where you need to be. Yeah. And for me, that's putting on wall paint because again, I like to say there's a difference between, you know, Anders and Aslak, where Anders is the guy you're talking with now and is having a nine-to-five job and all that kind of stuff. And when I'm competing in Strongman, I become Aslak, you know, this Viking with war paint and screaming and blood running out of his nose and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they, they kind of like go hand in hand because, you know, my coach, he used to say that I need to be more like controlled chaos because if Aslak is taking over, it becomes like a shit show because then I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like all over the place and as Anders is getting too much of the attention he's you know then I'm not intense enough so it's all about finding that balance between what you like in you know in what you're doing yeah yeah 100% I, I, I agree you know you need to you need to control as like a little bit sometimes yeah, exactly. but that's yeah. all a learning curve like you that just that comes with experience and with yeah time. for sure 100% um, Let's talk a little bit about our friend Evans Nana, right? We love Nana, Nana. What's your name? Oh, Nana. We love Evans Nana. The reason I want to talk about him is because this boy is a nightmare to get a hold of outside this group chat. And I want a podcast with him, and he never gets. So, this is calling you out, Evans Nana. You need to get in touch with Nicola because you need to do an episode too. You cannot oh, like, just do this. run around doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about how it was babysitting Evans Nana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That days. guy is... <laughs> I've never met somebody with Low. so much energy. And like, yes. guys, the people that are listening to this that know me know I'm full of energy pretty yeah. much all the time. But yeah. th- um, this guy was yes. something else. That's the thing, like, I think, I, as we talked about one of the days we were sitting in the lobby, you and me, energy-wise, we were matching each other pretty well, and that's like here, yeah. and then Evans Nana just came, like, aiming <laughs> all the way up from a hundred to a fucking thousand, sorry for cursing, but he just took energy to the next level, like, holy crap. Also, because the hardest part about being babysitter for the Evans in OSG was that he only had you know, network in the hotel. So if he was outside the hotel, you couldn't get a hold of him. Like it was horrible. (laughs) 
And the first day I got there, I was like, hey, man, what's up? Let's let's hook up, you know, get something to eat, chill, just do whatever. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, man. Let's go. And I go to the hotel to this address he sends me to. And I swear to God, he sends me to the wrong hotel because the guy don't even know which hotel he lives in. Like, <laughs> that was so bad. And I was like, dude, where are you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm at the Hilton's. And I'm like, I'm at the Hilton's the Hilton you sent me to and and he was like no no the other one and I'm just like oh god damn it Evans this is just <laughs> so classic you like not even knowing where you are just going around he's like a puppy sometimes you know just going around with people like hey okay I'll follow you then there comes another guy okay okay I'll follow you too yeah he's he everywhere he was hilarious and like we couldn't walk anywhere mm. without Evans now stopping to t- make a friend Yes. He made friends with everyone. everyone. Like literally every human he walked past, he made <laughs> so... friends with. Like, he's, he's so yeah. he's just such an amazing attitude, and he is. he's yeah. so nice and kind. And I just, yeah. but we're calling him out because we want him yeah. on a tinny talk. But exactly, he, he needs was, to get focus on. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was interesting to uh, keep a track of. Oh, yeah, he was. And that's the thing, like, this should not be coming, you know, coming out as we are hating on Evans, because Evans is, as you said, literally the most lovable guy in Strongman. Like, he is so sweet and so kind, and he'll literally give his right arm to help out a brother or sister in need. He is so sweet, so amazing, just as much as he is a person, same as an athlete. He is literally, like, a gush of breast air in Strongman, because he's doing it all. And he's the fan favorite and all these kind of stuff. Because as you said, he's literally making friends with everyone. Like, you remember how he became friends with the chef at Chili's where we were eating? And they just wanted to come and take pictures with him. And they were like, yeah, man, uh, I'll come and cook for you if you need it. And everyone was like, yeah, bro, let's go. I got you, man. (laughs) The cook at the Chili's and the Walmart ladies and everyone, he was just like all over the place. He was, yeah, he was just so good. And yeah, we're not definitely, we're just taking the piss a little bit, saying that we had to look after him, but we definitely, we definitely had to keep an eye on him. He just was yeah. like, one minute he was there, one minute he wasn't, then he was back again. Exactly. And it was just wild. And I just have never met anybody like him in my life. And I, but, but he made that weekend so much more special. 100%. Like he yeah. was hilarious. And 100%. we all kind of got to that, that stage as a family, like, oh, Evans again, and started laughing and joking. It was so funny. That's so (laughs) So Evans. Yeah, that's so Evans. Evans (laughs) Like, what you see, guys, on the socials and when he's competing, that is Evans 24 7. 100%. Like, you can't give or take anything that is Evans from start to finish. Like, that is so crazy. And that's the thing. I, I think people might think, like, that he's putting up a facade or something. He's not. Yeah. That is no. literally how he is every freaking day. Yeah. yeah. And I love <laughs> I that. I just because, love him. Yeah, I love that because also a thing I notice with Evans, like he's literally keeping track on all his strongman friends, like FaceTiming them every day, getting in touch with them, traveling all around the world just to, you know, meet up with friends and hang out with friends. Like he literally, I'll tell him to text you because I literally texted with him yesterday. You that, tell him, I'm, I'm promise. asking for him. Yeah. He Evans, sent me a call and he hasn't. Oh, Evans, that's bad. You know you cannot let Nicola hang. You cannot do that. Especially he keeps saying, because... I'm sorry, Nicola, I haven't forgotten. I'm just busy. And then he forgets again. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. 
Please, I missed doing... you, Evan. Yeah, especially because you'll probably meet at the Silverback booth at the Arnold's, probably. Yes, I know. I can't wait for that because I, yeah, I think maybe he knows he's going to see me. So he's like, that's okay. I'll see her there. <laughs> Evan, get your finger out your ass. But yeah, that's the thing. We literally talked yesterday about uh, we are having the Danish qualifiers in May for the yeah. for women and males and all that kind of stuff. And he literally told me, like, hey, man, when do you want to meet up? And I was like, okay, we're having the qualifiers this summer. So he'll probably go to Denmark in the summer just to see the Danish qualifiers and hang out with me. And it'll be so fun. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. Anyway, yeah. that's a bit about Evans Nana, which I just needed to speak about him because yeah. we had such a good time with him. Like, he was just 100%. so funny. And yeah. he just made that weekend. So if you ever come across Evans Nana and you get to yeah. spend time with him, you're going to be very pleased because his be energy pleased. is infectious. For sure. Rather, we were out eating in the gym, in the hotel, everywhere. Evans is just like a a party bringer. He's literally like one of the, again, best persons you'll ever meet. Yeah. 100%. He's amazing. 100%. Right. The next thing I want to talk about is we we had a brief conversation about mental health. We we had that just between me and you. Yeah. Um, I think the group were involved at one point, but we kind of spoke about it a little bit more. And yeah. I wanted to bring that up because yes. I I love, especially when men are open about their mental health. Like it's amazing when anyone does it, but I think with it's the important. stigma still on men, yes. a lot of time, oh, you can't open up. And you were very mm. open, and I really loved that about yeah. you, and you. and that you were, you know, you said I'd be willing to talk about it, and yes. um, hopefully it'll help somebody else. So. You went through quite a difficult time yes. um, when you were struggling with your mental health. So tell us a bit about like how, why you were struggling and what it actually led to so people can understand the severity of it. Yes. Long story short, I was playing American football before going into strongman. And it was literally like my whole life. Again, being autistic or with ADHD, I hyper-focus a lot on uh, a few things. And... Not being the best in school, I decided to throw that over sports and try to become, you know, a really good American football player. And it was going really well. I played for the national team. I was in, even in America to, like, on this talent camp, all this kind of stuff. Signed with this college, ready to, you know, go pro. And then I tear my ACL and things just started going mentally downhill from there, like... I became depressed without knowing because, again, being on the spectrum is hard to, um, how should I say it, uh, feel the difference between, for example, being sad or being angry or being depressed. Like, I couldn't really put my feelings into words because I didn't really know how I was feeling or what I was feeling. So yeah. so me tearing my knee and not being able to do sports anymore really took a toll on me without really knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that being said, I was also in a relationship that wasn't really healthy so to speak because again i didn't know back then that i had uh, a diagnosis of autism and adhd so yeah. with all that happening and the relation going down spiral and all that kind of stuff uh, uh the girlfriend i had at the time we broke up and that just make the spiral go even worse yeah um again me not knowing if i will ever be able to do sports again and not being able to you know, do the things that I actually felt make me happy. It just make me, like, it literally got me to the point where I tried to yeah, commit suicide um, yeah. twice. 
because I was literally so far out that I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know how to get back from where I was. Like I was literally yeah. in a hole so deep mentally that I didn't see an outing of it. And that, and that is again a thing that is really hard, especially being a big strong man, having that uh, taboo with not being able to talk about it, not mm-hmm. n- not being able to express how you're feeling with what you're feeling, um, yeah. and also because there's just this stigmatization about again being a big strong guy, you should just be like the man of the house and all that kind of stuff, and like the the barrier of feelings and all this kind of stuff, where yeah. Where I got to the point that I was like, you know what, even though I'm big and I'm strong and everything is like doing great and not not doing great, I need to speak about this. Like I need to put my feelings into words so I can get it out of the way and becoming like, uh, oh, get to a place that I want to be mentally because I was, I was like, I can't be a broken body and a broken soul because then there is literally nothing to come back from. So... I was admitted to this mental institution where I was there for like two weeks um, of two times. And each day just like make, gave me like an epiphany about I am better than this. Like I am literally too good and too young to be stuck with these things that I'm feeling because I know it's not right. I know I deserve to be here. I know that I'm good enough. Like also again with, with my relationship, like... Like, it goes both ways. Of course, I wasn't probably not the best boyfriend either, but we just got to a point where I felt like I was literally nothing for no one in the whole world because I felt like my whole persona was based on who I was as an athlete. And that was the American football player, the team captain, the guy who was going to make it in USA, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when that got taken away from me, I was literally feeling like I was worth nothing. And that was the biggest part that I had to work with on myself on myself in the mental institution because I was sitting there each day writing letters, putting my feelings into like um yeah, scription so I could see it and read it out loud. So whenever I felt bad, I could just read this. And I had this whole list on like ten pages with things that I was good at and that I was worthy and I was good. Then there was a you know, a light at the end of the road. Because I would probably just figure something out and become better and do something to become better. Um, And one of the things that really made me open my eyes about this were all the people. Again, people can do amazing things. All these people I had surrounding me and around me that was like, you're going to make it. You are a good guy. You are all these kind of things that they actually made me believe in again, even though I wasn't believing in it myself. Wow, how amazing. What what a story. And there's a few things there that people can can take from that. You know, you said that yeah. you've seen yourself as just this athlete and this yeah. big, strong man. And then when that was, you know, kind of taken away from you for that time, yeah. you didn't know what else there was for you. And exactly. it's important to remember, guys, that if you are in a sport, if you're in strong man, if yes. you're in any sport or, or you or you're dedicated to something, that is not just you. You're not exactly. just that one thing. Exactly. hundred percent. And as you mentioned, it's so important to know that there is a life after sports also. Where yeah. people will still love you and they will accept you. And all the things you did uh, in the sport and athletic world, 
it will be of yep. course a part of your history but it will not define why people like you like and that's yep. that's that's the thing i was dealing so much with that i was like okay if i'm not if i'm not the the place i want to be in sports i might just as might as well not be here at all and yep. that was a, such a toxic like uh, mindset i had for like a whole year because it was like the rehab year with my knee and I, I, I just couldn't see myself getting out of it until I found this, again, or I got this epiphany about, okay, you know what? I am literally too good to be struggling with stuff that I know I can work myself out of. And I can dig myself out of this hole and I can get better because there is nothing that is so bad that it isn't good enough for something, you know? Yeah. And, and do you do you remember... Do you remember, for, for anyone that's maybe listening or knows somebody that's in that mindset right now where they... Because I've been there, I've been. That's kind of what we spoke about, and I've been in that place where I felt so unworthy of anything yeah. that yeah. I felt like I didn't even deserve to be here and be wasting yeah. anyone's time because I was nothing. Like I was, yeah. I was made to feel like that, and that I truly believed that. And still yeah. now, I would say I struggle with with you know self worth and yes. stuff that I'm still working through. But can you remember the moment that you? Like, what was it? Was there a trigger that you just thought, actually, maybe I am worth something? Yeah. Was there something that, can you remember? Yes, I was literally, this was in my second stay in the mental institution. And I thought, I think I've been there for 10 days, maybe 14 days. And all of a sudden, I just, you know, I, I it was literally like I opened my eyes in a kind of movie. And I literally just came to myself because I was seeing all these messages from people on instagram being like hey how are you doing where are you like what is like what is happening in your life and i literally just looked myself in the mirror and i have letting letting myself go so much i i dropped like 40 kilograms in like a month because i didn't eat i didn't sleep i went from like 140 kg to 100 in a month and i just wow. looked at looked at myself and i was like how can you let yourself off this bad when you have a mindset so strong knowing that you know you can make it and 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 it was and it was literally just like again as i said i opened my eyes and i was like you know what we are too good to be here like and you deserve to be here because there are people rooting for you and there is people that is like believing in you and supporting you in everything you do rather it's again sports academics whatever it might be there are people out there who is counting on you to become the best version of yourself and you need to prove that to yourself and not just, you know, sitting here and let yourself go because that is not a life worth living. And that is literally what I thought to myself. I was like, I am too good to be in here. Like it was it was so crazy and it's so hard to put into words because it literally like just just happened like that. But yeah. it was just just like my mindset changed and I was like, you know what? I'm done being sad about things that I can't control. Now I'll try to be happy about things that I can't control. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's hard to put into words what what actually happened. But I was the same. I remember I just woke up one day and I was like, yeah. like enough's enough. Like Exactly. Exactly. I, I I've spoke about this before, um, and I've actually made a reel about it just the other day, is that we are so focused on yeah. one thing so sometimes, you know, with sport yeah. for you it was the sport or, you know, for me at the time was my relationship. We're so yes. focused on one thing that we're missing everything around us. We're so, we're literally looking with like yeah. blinkers on. 100%. We can't see anything. So when you take those blinkers and widen it a little bit, yeah. you start to realize, holy shit, there's there's actually more 
yeah. things going on here. There's more. There's more things I have. Exactly. Know, um, people that I've inspired, people that I've helped, than just this exactly. one thing. There's so yeah. much more to life than that one thing. Hundred percent. So, if anyone is struggling or know anyone that's struggling, you need to get them or yourself to ask yourself: Is yeah. you know that thing that you're focused on, that thing you're not worthy for, is yeah. that the only thing in your life? And the answer is going to be no. Exactly, and that was hundred percent. That I couldn't describe it better because that is hundred percent true. I was so focused on ma- maintaining my unhealthy relationship that I literally forgot anything about anything else. Like it was yeah. so bad that it made me even forget that you know why I was actually in there and why I had the depression in the first place, which was the knee and the sports. But I was focusing yeah. so much on the unhealthy relationship because now sports has got taken away. So the only thing I had left was the bad relationship. And it was just like, you know what? If you, as you said, take the blankets off, you can just focus on something else that is literally there for you. Yeah. So so what I did was while I was still uh, rehabbing my knee, I decided to get my coaching degree and open, like, open up a company with coaching and athletes and all this kind of stuff. Until I could work on my physical body again, I worked so much on my mental body. And like I still do medica- meditation um so i uh don't need to take medication um do it every day make sure that my i i usually say that your mind needs to be as strong as your body because yeah. else you'll just you know again break down and become a person that you don't really want to be yeah 100% like if and you do lose track very quickly yeah. if you For sure. don't this about. I mean, I lost everything I was. Everything. Yeah. I didn't even know who I was when yeah. I finally got that snap. I was like, yeah. I don't even know who I am anymore. Exactly. Like, I don't know yeah. what I like. I don't know what I want to yeah. do. I, I was just like, exactly. I spent so much time focused on what somebody else wanted and how I could make yeah. this work. And there was drips and drabs of things that I wanted, but I was slowly losing them as well because yeah. I was so focused on that. And then when I eventually realized oh my goodness, I've actually got so much more stuff going on that's positive. And then another factor that you mentioned was the people that you were surrounded by. Exactly. That's massive. Like people underestimate if you put yourself constantly surrounded by negativity and, you know, not a good, strong environment, then guess what? You're going to feel pretty shit. Yeah, you're going to end up in the slum as well because, as you said, you are getting into the people that you're surrounding by. And again, going back to that's literally one of the reasons that I moved. It was because you guys going from OSG back home inspired me to become better. Like, of course, we were teasing each other about my grip, for example. But it literally... <laughs> <laughs> weakest grip at OSG. Woo! <laughs> 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 Thank you, Romark. <laughs> but that was literally one of the things that made me want to become better because I saw again, and it not, it didn't, it wasn't even only with strongman because I saw you how much you were having the drive for this, for example, and becoming the best speaker out there in strongman, and just just how much effort you guys put into the things that you like, yeah, made me, made me realize even though I was doing the right things, it made me realize like I'm not doing enough compared to what I can do, because I saw all the work that you guys put in, and it literally inspired me to inspired me to become even better. Like take the talent to the next level, and just and I'm going I'm going off rail here, but the thing is, yeah, surround yourself with people that you can see yourself thriving with and involving yeah. into the next big thing. 
and it's so important oh definitely 100% and that, that was the main reason I opened my gym was because I I could see myself getting yeah. better and wanting more being in these yeah. competitions and I thought I want a place like that for everyone people that yeah. not everybody wants to compete not everybody wants to be in a sport but people should still have that opportunity to be around people that are trying to be better and be exactly. encouraged and inspired by that. And that's so, 100%. being inspired is so important. So even if, you know, you don't go to the gym and it's not yeah. something you enjoy and you maybe run and you do that by yourself, social media, for example, can be mm -hmm. so powerful if it's done in the right way. Stop yes. following shit and follow yeah. people that inspire you, that literally 100%. you look up to. Yeah. That is when, okay, if you go on your phone, you scroll, which we all do, at least yes. you're filling your head with shit that's inspiring and not garbage. 100%. Like, and that's so, the thing, so that's the thing, because we use so many hours on our cell phones, so it should at least be some quality content that you filled your brains with. Yeah. And it is, again, just so important. Like, I'm literally considering, like, moving, when I'm done with my education, I'm literally considering moving to a whole other country just to try the environment of other yeah. strongmen competing and again to improve myself and my mental health and my physical strength all that kind of stuff get out of the comfort zone try something new become a better version of yourself every day like literally oh i love it so yeah. much oh my gosh i yeah. love it i love it i love it i love it honestly that just makes me so happy and i um i can tell anyone i know that you said earlier in the conversation there might be people mm -hmm. out there that really like you and maybe dislike you, but I don't imagine anyone disliking you because you're constantly one of the nice. No, I, I don't. If they knew you, yeah. I doubt very okay. much because you. you are very kind. We've seen that all of us over the weekend at OSG, uh, very open and willing to discuss that to help people. Like that's a big deal. Speaking yeah. about you know when you were at your darkest time and that bad relationships, I know <laughs> that's. You know, although I speak about it quite openly, it still yeah. sometimes brings things up and sure, you can 100%. still have emotions attached to that. But yeah. we do it because we want to help other people. For sure. So you should know that I appreciate you sharing your story. You. And I know that there is going to be men and women listening to this yeah. thinking, I like that guy. Yeah, I hope I so. I like that guy. Yeah, and to put that into like action, like people are more than welcome to text me, whether it's men or women or whatever, because again, we are all in this together. Mental health is so important nowadays, and mm -hmm. again, not taking anything away from the women, but it is just such a taboo with men, yeah. and especially big strong men. And again, I'm sitting here with tattoos and all this kind of stuff, and I am more than happy to share a tear with another brother, because yeah. it is freaking hard sometimes, and things get hard. And one of the things that I've experienced the most is having people around me again to talk with and just letting off steam. And it don't even have to be like this sob story, but just being able to express yourself to a point where you feel better about the whole situation is just so empowering for everyone. Oh, I just love that. And like on that note, I kind of want to close on that because that was very powerful. Thank I you. feel like I think that we sh we will spoil it if we start going off on our tangents. Yeah, yeah. Because, I feel like yeah. <laughs> we should because we will. <laughs> yeah. I think that we should leave it there so that anyone who's yes. listening to this will be like, "I'm going to go and do that and not forget to reach exactly. out to you." And think 100%. that's really important. So, tell everyone where they can find you. Then, what's your Instagram? 
My Instagram is aslak underscore strongman. That is the main social media that I use. I am also on YouTube and TikTok. Facebook is the same username everywhere. So if again, if you need a brother, reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help. And he is amazing. Anders Aslak, thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to see you again. I miss oh you guys God. so much. I'm, I'm sending you a virtual hug right now because I miss the family oh. so much. We're hugging, we're hugging. Yes, we are, we're hugging. we are. I yeah, love virtual it. Hugs. Yeah. But I love amazing. it so much. Well, again, thank I'm, you I'm, so much for opening up and inspiring people and I am very proud of you. I'm blessed. For... Blessed to be on the podcast what you have done and everything that you have achieved and everything you've went through and powered through. I'm proud of yep. you and I know everybody else is listening is. So thank you very much. Until the next time. Happy next Titty time. Talk. Titty Talk. Yeah. Bye. Right. Okay. Don't hang up. That's it. We're stopped recording. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I promise.